You're listening to the Incubator Podcast, episode number 10. About self-development, fulfillment, and career growth so you can reach your true potential. Now your host, Pauline Francois. Hello, everyone. So I just realized as I was starting to record this episode that it's our 10th episode. It's amazing. <laughs> it's a great milestone. Very excited about it. I'm glad everybody seems to be enjoying the content. So yeah, I hope you're doing well after this uh, rocky start of 2021. Gosh, we had no idea it was going to go that way, didn't we? So yeah, hopefully things will settle as January 20th arrives. Something that I hope will bring a little bit more peace and serenity. I hope you're managing to maintain a balanced life and optimistic spirit despite everything and all the challenges that we're running into. So last week I was sharing on Instagram that I was anxious about knowing that the UK is being put under lockdown again and closing schools and usually when one of the European neighbors of France takes these types of measures, <laughs> We follow shortly after, so on my end, I've been focusing on my sons and my family and my loved ones and on making sure I keep bringing value in my work and in my projects that has been helpful to me to keep a balance and to just focus on, on building and on sort of putting myself away from the current context that's, that's really not easy right now to navigate, so... Tonight, we're going to have news from our government regarding a potential other lockdown or other sanitary measures that they will put in order to protect the population. So we'll see. Uh, people are talking about an extended curfew, so we'll have to deal with that and be adaptable. It does distract and gives me a sense of purpose to do all the things I mentioned, and that's very valuable, and I'm really grateful that I can do that even more these days. I also feel very fortunate to work in an industry that has kept thriving despite the pandemic and I am very well aware of all the people who have lost their jobs and who are also reevaluating what they want to do in life and some of the comments I get the most from listeners and subscribers is that they would like to work in tech, but they don't know how. There's no one size fits all in terms of approach, but there's several things you can do and ways you can approach a job search in tech in order to be successful. So these are techniques that you can apply to pretty much any industry. In today's episode, we're gonna dive into different angles that you can pursue to achieve getting a job in tech. So before you aim to get in tech, be sure it's for a reason you're passionate about and which you can explain. Think about your drivers. Why are you turning to tech rather than another industry? Is there another industry that you're passionate about? So yes, tech is a fascinating industry, but it has its harder aspects in that you have to be adaptable to change. You have to love evolving into a fast-paced environment. You need to be constantly willing to learn new things. So, you know, it's not an industry that's 100% perfect. It has its pros and cons like any other industry. So you have to be sure that whatever reason that drives you to get into tech, it's really something that is going to withstand the test of time. 
If I go back to my example and the reason I turned to tech and the reason why now after 10 years in tech I'm still very passionate about it is because I love innovation. I'm what you would call a geek. I'm an early adopter. I'm fascinated with anything, any device, any software that gets to improve and impact people's lives and make it easier and make it more fun. I love that working in tech, I, I'm a facilitator for enabling people to accept information to collaborate with people to exchange with people and with enterprises that's something that makes it worth for me to wake up in the morning and go you know do my job so that's one example but you know there's a ton of other motivators it could be anything else really it really depends on what drives you and whether that's sustainable in the long run to keep you motivated and to make you an asset in whatever company you choose to work in. Now, regarding your courses, you don't necessarily need to be an engineer to get a job in tech. There's many different types of roles from pre-sales to sales to marketing to product manager to product designer, etc. If you want to know more about the different types of jobs that exist within tech, you can listen to the podcast episode number five, where I go in details about the different types of jobs that there are in tech. So you don't necessarily have to have a degree with a major that's specific to tech. Rather, you need a major that's specific to the role you're targeting within tech. It depends on the role that you're going to apply to within the tech company you're targeting. So I'm in sales, so I'm in in business development, business management, customer development. So for me, sales is a critical aspect of my role. So I needed a major that had an element of sales into it. If you're aiming for a marketing job, it's better to have a marketing major. If you are aiming for an engineer job, it's great to have an engineering degree in whatever specificity you want to work in. If necessary, you can go through additional trainings that would develop a specific skill you'd need to get hired. That's even more true for technical engineering roles. Here are different types of resources you can turn to in order to further your curriculum. So there's online courses. Nowadays, there are many universities who are proposing online curriculums and courses that you can follow. If you're still a student, I would encourage you to look into the different majors that you could pursue that would make the most sense for the role you're aiming to work in. Another thing that it makes me think about is if you're not fluent in English, it's really something that you want to question uh, developing because most of the tech corporations are American and your trainings there, your leadership team there will most likely be American as well and English spoken. So it's really important that you are able to not only understand English, but also to speak it, specifically if you're going to work on international projects. It doesn't mean that if you don't speak English, you have no chance. It just means that it would be a very important facilitator for you in your career. You can focus on driving projects that build experience in the area you are targeting, whether that would be a nonprofit initiative, a blog on tech, 
a community within your school or even a an association that exists within the company you already work in. Step number two, it's really important to investigate your existing network for somebody who could refer you. I'm assuming driving this conversation with you that you have not had experience in tech at this point or you have very minimum experience in tech at this point. So, you know, investigate your network, investigate your loved ones. Maybe they know someone who works in tech or who has experience in tech and who you can have a conversation with. Once you find a contact that could be a facilitator, then propose a one-to-one so you can discuss your aspiration, what you think your added value for the industry could be, share the experiences you've had so far, even if they're not professional, you know, what makes you special, what makes it that you could be an asset for any team that you join, and how they could be applicable to the position that you envision taking. So it could be even internships, apprenticeships, personal life um, experiences in sports, in crafts, in whatever you did that built your character and that built your skills. Get familiar with the area in tech that interests you in types of the different services and products you can find. So maybe you, you will be flexible about what specificity or niche you want to target and maybe not maybe you would have a preference it's easier for your search to know what you're aiming at so that could be connectivity networking security cybersecurity, compute cloud collaboration you can look into a device manufacturer are you rather interested in b2c or in b2b these are all questions that you want to brainstorm and have a clear vision of in order to better target what you're aiming at. Multiply your chances by contacting many companies within your target. The more you put yourself out there, the more you increase your chances of a positive response. So it's important not only to be relentless, but also to target a large scope. You never know where the job that's meant for you will actually be until you get a call from an interviewer. So assuming you have not worked in tech yet, quantity matters. There are different leads that you can track. It will be different for you than it was for me. (laughs) And I feel like a dinosaur saying that, but when I applied for the first roles I had after graduating, there was no LinkedIn typically. So you do want to look into the job postings on LinkedIn. They're very accurate. They will give you a sense of who are the companies that are hiring the most, what types of role they're looking at. Look into the descriptions. They're usually very interesting and rich in terms of information you can get about the team culture, about how they are measuring the success of an individual for a specific role. So really take a deep dive into studying the job opportunities that are posted on LinkedIn. Also, spontaneously reach out to tech companies. Search for recruiters on LinkedIn or managers in the roles that you are targeting who could be hiring or who could direct you to someone who is. 
Internship and apprenticeships are really important and a valuable experience to get a first foot on the door. I would also encourage you to look into graduate programs. That's how I got into my first corporation. It was not only an amazing experience because there were eight of us recruited at the same time, so we had kind of a cohort together where we took our trainings for several months and that was fantastic but also you get an opportunity to really learn from scratch. My master's degree was very general in marketing and sales so I didn't have any background into understanding networking and security and whatnot and the graduate program really taught me that and gave me the basis and the foundation for getting into tech. So really encourage you to linking into graduate programs There are graduate programs in sales, there are graduate programs in engineering, so there's many corporations that drive those. They're interesting for them because it gets them an opportunity to work with graduates and it also gives you an opportunity to be hired once you get out of university, so a bonus for for everyone. When you are looking into companies to apply to, there's a ton of players in tech, especially in the Silicon Valley. You know, it's full of startups and corporations and whatnot. There's generalists and niche players. There's companies that do pretty much everything. (laughs) So you can look into that and see what resonates the most with you. You can be part of a team that works into transforming the company digitally and that would not necessarily be a tech company. That could be any company really in any industry, retail, transportation, banking, insurance, and whatnot, you know. (laughs) Any company now has an IT department that's really important to the overall operations and that's really an inherent part of the overall company vision. Now, once you've done all of that repeatedly, what you envisioned in the first place while you were applying will not necessarily be what you will be interviewing for. So keep an open mind, be curious, be flexible. Hopefully you get your first interview. So once you're there, prepare, prepare, prepare. Make sure you know your story. Make sure that you have a pitch to present yourself to talk about your experience. Remember that you are selling something and that something is you. (laughs) You are selling yourself. So it's really important that you know how to talk about yourself and you know how to promote yourself in the conversations that you will be having. Link your experience to the role you were applying to and that ties into your education. Things need to be coherent. You know, you need to be able to explain why you're there. Think about your short-term wishes and your mid to long-term ambition. Make sure you can tell a compelling story showcasing your strength and your experience. The recruiting team will ask you questions. Prepare for these. Search online to find the typical types of questions that you could run into. You can expect open questions like, tell me about yourself, or what made you apply to this role, or why are you considering joining our company? What would make you an asset for the team? If you find a question to be difficult, do not rush in answering. That's a big mistake. Pause and reflect. If necessary, ask the recruiter to repeat. 
One thing I like to do when I'm not sure about how to answer a question or even if I didn't understand is I reformulate the question myself to validate I've understood correctly. When discussing past projects, explain in details how you worked on a task and how you drove the project. What was the framework you put in place, the strategy you adopted, who you leveraged to make sure the project was successful, and why these people made sense, how you secured the success of the project. Go in details about how you proceeded to give a perspective to the recruiter as to exactly what is your thought process when you are driving something. Come with several examples and anecdotes already prepared which showcase different situations that required different skills. Do not be afraid to showcase your achievements. If there's a moment to brag, that's now. <laughs> Talk about what you're proud of. It can be a personal success, but it can also be a team success or even something you facilitated and made happen. Finally, prepare questions for your interviewer. It's important not only to show your curiosity and that you're not afraid of asking questions, but also to really qualify that this company, its culture, the, its benefits and the team is one that you want to be part of. It's a two-way street. You have to be a good fit for the company and they have to be a good fit for you. If you put all these elements in place, I am sure you will move closer towards your goal. And of course, sometimes we do our very best and don't reach the objectives we had first envisioned. But what matters is to not quit, to learn from that experience and to get ready for the next step. It is not an ideal world. There are failures and that's okay. What matters is to try. And so I truly believe that when something doesn't work out, it leads to something greater. As my loved one, Stephen Schwartz said to me once, everything happens for the best. Keep fighting the battles, keep trying, keep moving. Eventually you'll get there. And the most fantastic part of it all always remains the path you take, not the destination itself. As always, don't hesitate to connect with me and share any additional insight you have and your experience so we can continue the conversation. Thank you for listening. I will talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Comment on this episode on theincubator.net. For more tips and content, visit the paulinefrancois.net site. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and review. I appreciate your support so much and I'll talk to you soon.